For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 121 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhardt. And I'm Will Witten. And we have a surprise last minute guest this week, Jeremy the Space Barbarian Allen. What's up, buddies? So, a uh, couple of news things to talk about and a mountain, a mountain of emails and voicemails. To try and put a dent in. Thank you guys so, so much for all the voice messages and emails. It's uh, it's really nice to see all this. So uh, we're going to get to as many of them as we can this evening. <coughs> but before that, I'm going to give you guys the business. And Ooh. it's a special surprise business this week. We've got something big coming up that uh, hopefully you guys will be into. So... You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blueharvestpodcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at blueharvestpod. You can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. You can buy shirts, t-shirts, those are the same thing, hoodies, <laughs> baseball, <laughs> baseball t-shirts, coffee mugs, notebooks, whatever the fuck your damn ass heart does, desires at our store tpublic.com slash user slash blue harvest podcast we are very proud to be part of the making star wars podcast network along with such great shows as now this is podcasting steel wars rebel girl rogue one podcast 2187 cantina cast idiots array tarkin's top shelf first order transmissions and the cargo hold we need to make you like some music or just a beat, kind of 808 beat that goes to the rhythm of how you give the business. Yeah, dude. That was so, awesome. so you got the beat in the background, but you still give the business live. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 could, I could see maybe yeah. doing something like that. <clears throat> you know, our, our mutual friend Jeff, Asian drummer oh, extraordinaire, yeah, yeah. Yeah. he's been getting some synthesizers and stuff and messing oh, nice. around with some, you know, dude fucking a laptop type music so i've been playing destiny with him and goose quite a bit and he's been on the road quite a bit playing yeah, music. yes 
So, I mentioned earlier we got some special business. Let me tell you guys about the awesome thing friend of the show Brandon Manriquez has put together. He's a nurse at a children's hospital, right? And he has organized the first annual Kessel Toy Run Toy Drive. All right? And basically, he is putting together this t- uh, this toy drive for December 15th um, to benefit um, the Long Beach Memorial ER and Miller, Miller Children's Hospital. Okay? <clears throat> and he set up a way for you to donate uh, toys uh, benefiting children's children ages 1 to 12. Um, he's set up an Amazon wish list where you can look at some of the toys he has in mind. Uh, you can send it all to Brandon Manriquez, P.O. Box 7232, Long Beach, California, 90807. And uh, last week, I know you guys probably heard me say about all the good stuff Star Wars fans can do when they put their minds to it. So, you know, here's the perfect opportunity. But that's not it. I have been talking with Brandon and with Jason and with several other very special guests And we are going to put together the first annual Blue Harvest Holiday Special. What? Which you will be able to purchase on Bandcamp in November. Probably first or second week of November. All of the proceeds from this holiday special will be going to the Kessel Toy Run. Hell yeah. That's fucking cool. That is We have lined up an incredible lineup of guests musical artist it is going to be a good time and you know what that's not all our good buddy evan DeCellis, artist extraordinaire he's going to be raffling off his art prints so if you send a proof of donating toys to the toy drive or a proof of purchase of the holiday special episode he's going to enter you in a raffle and if you win you'll be able to pick any artwork off of his website and he will send you a free print of that artwork. Wow. So, guys, <clears throat> I'm really excited. I've got a lot of work ahead of me, but we will be releasing a very special episode for a very special cause. It's going to be up for a limited time only, just so we can wrap it up, get everything in order, and use the funds to purchase toys for all these kids in need. So I will have more information for you guys in the very near future uh, about that. But until then, what you should do is on Twitter, follow at the Kessel Toy Run. That's the official Twitter account for the Toy Run. Brandon has posted some pictures of some of the stuff he's donating. Uh, Other people have already been hitting him up saying, hey, this is what I'm going to send. It's real nice to see. I know you guys can come through in a real big way and help these kids out and have a, a nice Blue Harvest holiday-themed episode that will hopefully be um, really funny. I've got some big stuff planned for it, and I'm really, really excited about it. You get an awesome podcast with a bunch of different people on it, and you get to help kids. Yeah, and and it's all Star Wars themed, and that that it, it doesn't get much more. Awesome I mean, than it's that. it seems to me like a win 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 situation. Absolutely. Like I said, I've got a ton of guests lined up, excellent A one premium guests, 
Just trust me, guys. It's going to be great. I can't wait for you guys to hear what we have planned. And I can't wait to see this giant mountain of Star Wars toys that we will help donate to these kids in need. So just keep, keep this in mind. In the next two to three weeks, it'll be up. You guys will be able to purchase it. And all the proceeds go towards this awesome charity. So, uh, and you know, you know why I like this charity as much as I do is because I spent a lot, a lot of time in, um, children's hospitals as a kid. And I even spent some holidays there. I spent a Christmas in a, in a children's hospital, La Bonner in Memphis, which I know Will is familiar with someone close to him, um, has done some work there. So I know what it's like to, um, you know, not be able to spend the holidays with your family because you're in a, in a hospital. So help these kids out. Well, help not, some, some kids out and get a damn-ass podcast while you're doing it. Not only would you be making these kids days, you, you may turn a kid on to Star Wars for life, and it's something that gives them some positive motivation and, you know, new heroes, new people to look up to. That's, that's pretty damn-ass awesome. I think so. So I'm real excited. Um, I don't want to give away the guest. I want to wait till we have that all recorded and set in stone. Uh, it's looking like the podcast is probably going to, the special is going to be about three hours or so. Nice. We want, we want to make sure you get a lot of content. If you're going to, if you're going to pay for it. Exactly. We want to make it worth your while. Um, I have a feeling the quality programming, the planning, uh, the way it's going to be executed and the guests that we're going to have on will be worth worth the purchase. Absolutely. Um, so just wanted to get that out of the way. Like I said, I'll keep you guys nice and updated in the days to come. Um, and you know how excited then, I am right now? Yeah, man. I, uh, I've got a Blue Harvest boner. Like, no. I'm so stoked for this. Blue Harvest balls. Mm. Just being able to do good with all of our other Star Wars fans out there, you know, it just That's what feels, I'm talking about. Feels good. Oh like that Do some moisture farming with them blue balls. <laughs> Alright. So we got two pieces of news this week, like I mentioned earlier. First up, um filming on Han Solo has finally wrapped. And director Ron Howard uh went to Twitter to announce that filming was done and announce the title of the movie. And, uh, guys, it's some exciting, unsuspected shit. The title of the, <laughs> until now, untitled Han Solo movie is Solo, A Star Wars Story. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's, it's what you thought it would be. I mean, it is pretty plain, but at the same time... What it, else do you want? It's straight and to the point. I mean... I agree with I agree with what you said though. You know, having some kind of adventure title on it would work pretty well. But yeah, if, if you don't want to lead people too much into thinking they know what all's going to happen, leaving it plain yeah, like I that. Mean, yeah. The one thing I don't understand is if you're just going to name it Solo, why not announce it? Before? Like oh, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? It makes me wonder if there were other titles in. I, contention or competition it it may have came down to the last minute that they actually decided (coughs) what the name was going to be i i could see that but also like there were pictures from back when the two dipshit dudes were were uh, filming that where like 
Woody Harrelson had a picture on his Instagram wearing like one of the cast and crew shirts, and it said Solo on it. So it's at least been around the the. It may have been a place placeholder at that point. Yeah, you know? I just wish they'd. I don't like the a Star Wars story element. Yeah, because what is if they do a Han Solo sequel? What is it going to be? Han Solo two a Star like you know what I mean? Han is it going to be? Is part two going to be Han Solo? And is the part three going to be Han Damass Solo? Like, how are they going to carry the this, if this is going to be more than one movie, how are they going to... It'll be Solo, colon, whatever. The Solo, Solo colon. <coughs> I did hear one of y'all say something about Solo Returns, and I hope they don't do that. Yeah, I don't... Oh, it's Solo. Yeah, Solo Returns, Solo, and Robin. Solo Forever. Hell yeah. Guys, I'm getting to see the uh, the Beard of Knowledge tattoo in person for the first time. And I bet it's nice. It's looking badass. Yeah, I can't wait to get I the got other side done Aaron, now. Aaron, if by any chance you're listening, you did a great job, buddy. Yeah, I'm so stoked with that. It is, it's almost healed, you know. Probably another few days and it'll be completely healed. All right. <clears throat> Do you have any thoughts on Solo, Will? I mean, what is there really to say? I mean... I don't know what else, you know, I don't know what else it could have been called. Then take that seriously, you know, because you run the run the route of really messing it up, you know. Right. But a Star Wars story, I, they're doing that to make sure they're catching all the audience they can, I think. I you understand. Know? I They're making sure to keep keep a difference between the the Jedi, the trilogy, the saga movies, whatever you want to call them, and the side stories. I guess I can kind of see that because, for one, they're not attaching the numbers to the saga movie. Like, they're on there when in the opening crawl, but, for instance, oh yeah, when the prequels came out, they were Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, right. and so on and so forth. With The Force Awakens, it was just Star Wars The Force Awakens. I never thought of that. So, yeah. I can kind of see that. I was just personally more of a fan of before they switched it over to the a Star Wars story format, it was Rogue One, a Star Wars anthology. I like that. Yeah, that sounds classier. It, it sounds more like Star Wars, you know? Right. I don't know. That's just me. I, I know it's goofy to like be like, I don't like the a Star Wars story part, but something about it just doesn't flow well or something for me. Yeah. But... I feel you. As long as the movie kicks ass, I don't really care. <coughs> so that's... <coughs> ooh, that. <laughs> we have some unfortunate news, however, in that this week it was announced that EA officially closed Visceral Studios. What? Visceral Studios... Uh, Maker of... Maker of Dead Space. Dead Space. Dead Space 2. Dead Space 3. Uh, lots of, you know, some other stuff too. I think those are probably their most high profile projects. They were kick ass games. I mean, they scared me on like Resident Evil level. Yeah. They closed. Playing that shit at night. And they were uh, the studio in charge of the unreleased Star Wars single player linear uncharted style like game the open world type no not it wasn't open world it was linear so more like uncharted 
or Tomb Raider, the newer Tomb Raider games. I haven't played any of those. Um, it was being headed by Amy Henning, who was like a Star Wars writing, or not a Star Wars, a video game writing rock star. She's yeah, like I, amazing. I heard y'all talk about her and <clears throat> yeah. being excited about that. But the game has not necessarily been canceled, but it is being completely revamped. And it sounds like they are taking it into the open world realm. Um, in the statement they released, they said that they wanted to give players more freedom, more agency, more control of uh, you know their story and their character in the Star Wars universe. So to me, that reads open world. Now, since... EA and has per, you know got the rights to Star Wars make Star Wars video games and uh, we've been talking since the early episodes of this podcast about what kind of Star Wars video game we'd like to see. I always go to I want an open world Star Wars game. So in that regard, I'm excited. If this re- if they really are retooling it and revamping it, I'm ex- to be an open world game. I'm excited. I can't wait. That's what I want. But it's going to come at the cost of a the game's not coming out next year anymore. They've said it's it's on a uh unannounced release date now. They're pushing it back. Um I don't think it will necessarily take super long to get put together because they said they're going to use the assets and stuff they've already created like that will be the base base of the, the game. still be the same game engine. I guess I think so. Frostbite is the game engine. Okay. It's the one like Mass Effect Andromeda uses. If, if they the don't change that, hopefully there won't be a huge delay then. Yeah, it sucks that it's not going to come out next year. Because as much as I really like the Battlefront games and I'm looking forward to Battlefront 2, I wanted something not first-person shooter. Yeah, for you sure. You know, I wanted sure. something a little more but maybe you know, story-focused. Maybe if that is the case... And they do, you know, have to delay the other game back a while. Maybe they'll make up for it and give us more Battlefront Two content. Yeah, that I mean, would that be would cool. be cool. Um, and, and if it has to, that's do, what I think is happening. If it has to that's... do with Starfighter, I am in. <laughs> I had fun getting down on some Starfighters with you. So I think these are projected money moves. I mean, basically, I mean, that's what every, you know, that's what corporations are motivated by, but I think they want to milk battlefront two or what, you know, it's DLC for as long as they can. And then do an open world where, you know, they, they feel like they can hit more people and maybe add loot boxes. Cause I know that shit's going to be, I mean, we could go all day about loot boxes in the video game industry, but I think that's, you know, the plan. Yeah. Look, loot boxes are just one of those things that are going to have to be, you're going to have to accept that they're there. They suck. I agree. True. As long as they're done in the right way, they don't annoy me because I ain't going to spend money on them. Yeah, but you the know? people yeah. that do and make their self impossible for you to touch, now that annoys me. That's what I'm saying they have to be done right. Yeah. When yeah, loot boxes the loot box become... Gotta be balanced. Well... I'm a fan of loot boxes like in Overwatch and even to an extent Destiny 2 where it's purely 
cosmetic stuff. I don't even like realize skins. that's there now. Yeah, like it doesn't. You know what I mean? Piss me off when I see it. it. When I when it's cosmetic stuff like new skins or stuff like that, it doesn't bother me because it's not something that is going to give another player an edge. Edge, right? Now, if this is a if this is the kind of open world game I want, where it's completely single player, where if, if it's like I don't know. Mass Effect Andromeda, but Star Wars. Right. Or The Witcher 3, but Star Wars. Dude, if it was like Mass Effect... Oh. There, I'm thinking you know, like Grand Theft Auto Star Wars. Something, you know, I, these are all open world games. I, I like open world, but some <laughs> of those just get too redundant and I get bored with them. I understand. It, it takes a... I kind of got like that with Fallout. Yeah. It was it a takes lot of a, fun to start with. It takes a special type of open world game for me to want to really dig in and do everything a lot of times i i get like you where i'm just like whatever i'm just gonna do the main story quest and finish this if they put out star wars breath of the wild like that new zelda game if they put out an open world star wars game on that level i may never need another star wars <laughs> ga- uh, another game period like you get i, I just be that dude that plays so that and play it <laughs> it's Beautiful. It's amazing. One of the best open world games I've ever played. Um, you know, probably the first one for me, I wasn't big into open world games. I was all first person shooter, multiplayer, having fun with friends online. And oddly enough, it was the uh, Mad Max open world game that came out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was bored. I picked it up from Redbox and I ended up keeping it. And that was probably the first open world game I ever really? completely finished. It's I actually mean, not bad. There's, there's, I love open world games. The Mass Witch, Effect was my second one, thanks to you. Yeah, um, and that's not even the best Mass Effect game that you played. So I, I enjoyed it. I yeah. had fun. Um, they can be so fun and so great. They just got to be done right. I right. don't like what they call collectathons, where there's a million hidden items spread right. across the huge open world map, right. and you got to go seek them out i don't mind a little of that but some of them take it so far if you want to be a completionist on the game it starts getting annoying um and and if it's that type of game and they do loot boxes i can't see anything they could put in those loot boxes that i would be like well that's unfair right because for instance the one people are making the big stink about now is do you know what will do you know what the sequel to shadows of mordor is called the one that just uh, came out? Shadows of War, maybe? Shadows of War, yeah. Okay. There's loot boxes in that. But all those loot boxes do is make the game shorter for you. Hmm. It's like ch- shortcuts, basically. Yeah, but I mean, if that's single-player stuff, that really doesn't that doesn't affect anybody. I'm fine with that. The yeah. one that bugs me, it on a whim... On a whim, I ended up getting the UFC 2 game because it was like 10 bucks or something on Xbox Live, and I actually enjoyed it, and I've been playing it online. It's super hard to get enough credits <coughs> to buy packages to level up, but people can go spend money and get those same ones, and that direct, directly makes it unfair to me. So right, that and that's what they call off. pay to win, yeah. and that's yeah. what For I honor, do not want. And I'm not going to do For honor. Happened with For Honor. Yep. That's a bummer. Um, the Division, I'm pretty sure. Like, I did enjoy The Division. It, it it got a little too much of a grind for me after a while, just like Destiny 1 did, though. Like, it it yeah. became hackable. Like, yeah. who, you never want to go in the dead zone because motherfuckers are hacking. Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. Bullshit. It was tough when I was playing Destiny with all y'all to survive in certain parts of the dead zone. So, basically, 
what I'm still looking for, I've seen some people say like, oh, this is going to be games as a service, which is something like Destiny. Okay. Where it's like, every, it's, you know, MMO light almost. Where Yeah, yeah no, and, I got you. You know, some, and, they want you to keep coming back. Right. You know? Now, that's fine. I like games that will keep me coming back. Yeah. When yeah. I was in the... As long as I'm excited about it Exactly. Every time I when go. I was in the hardcore thralls of World of Warcraft addiction, I never bought other video games. Right. Yeah. Right. You know? And that's... And it, it the, the problem with World of Warcraft, at least the time I was playing, I haven't played it in years, thank God, is it's really good. And it's right. really fun. Right. And it keeps you wanting to come back. Now, granted, this was before the age of loot boxes and stuff, so all you had to pay was your monthly fee right? for the the MMO or whatever. Ma- um, Mass Effect definitely kept me coming back. I yeah. didn't play really any other games through throughout Mass Effect for the most part. Now, and dang, what was her name? Cora? <laughs> I had to post a picture of that booty online. <laughs> I was like, damn, a video game's got me staring. <laughs> um they um what I'm basically trying to say is pause edit that out. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> there doesn't need to be a competitive mode in this. You know what I'm right. saying? Nice. We get that from Battlefront. Absolutely. I, if there is a multiplayer element, if it's co-op, if you will and I can create our characters and go into this huge Star Wars open world and go on missions together, yes. Fucking excellent. Hell Count yeah. me in. Hell yeah. It doesn't need. Not everything needs a competitive multiplayer mode, though. right? If there's a horde mode, like Dude, if if it were like Destiny, where you can go with your group out to do stuff, and then maybe you do run across other players on similar missions or in the same area, like Destiny, mm-hmm. that could be really awesome. Just not be such a grind. Have a lot of different places well, we it, can go. It offers the PvP element where there being a light side and a dark side. It does. And, and you know, yeah, for what sure. I'm saying is it doesn't necessarily have to have that, though. Yeah, man, um, and what I'm saying is that just because the multiplayer, like, it doesn't have to have it. But it can be really neat. It's something I think the Assassin's Creed multiplayers, like, that's not necessarily first-person shooter. But it's a neat idea for multiplayer. Right. And, you know, I'm not saying model that exactly. But, but... If it's, I don't know the if they the, you know like you like you're saying it doesn't have to like if they're if doing they just had racing that would be cool that'd know? be kind of cool if they did you know if this if they are trying to pull off a Star Wars Destiny I'm cool with that yeah in concept as long as it's done I, well I still want more content than Destiny yes and yes. I still want it not to be first person shooter. We get that with Battlefront. Yeah. I want to see something else. Yeah. Third-person shooter would be fine. Right. You know? Uh, I mean, yeah. it, at a certain point, there's only so many ways you can do a Star Wars game. Yeah. yeah. So, third-person shooter, throw in some melee, uh, you know. Like Duck and Cover? Like kind of... Gears of Warsy oh, okay. or okay. Uh, okay. Division even yeah, or Mass thinking. Effect even, you know. I could I get, be cool with that. A Mass Effect, a Mass Effect style where... You could get on with your friends and do it. I think that would be a lot of fun. So yeah. to clear something up for me on the new Battlefront game, uh-huh. so I, I get that the the uh, Red Squadron or Inferno Squad, right? So that's going to be a big part of the campaign. Is you're playing as her, right? Right. Okay. So are we still going to get some? I get to be Luke, or I get to be Vader, or I get to in be the Maul campaign in the campaign. Mm-mm. 
that's that's kind of a bummer doing that just on the multiplayer matches being the only time to get the heroes like i would rather have that campaign I mean, I could be style wrong. experience with them too i could be wrong i i for all i know maybe you can there are sections it, of the game now obviously you're not gonna because of where it's set you're not gonna play vader you're not gonna play maul it's completely set after return of the jedi yeah, so I was just thinking maybe if there Leia, were little or, side campaigns or something. I guess um, Leia, Luke, Han. You know, those people would be all Ooh, dude, option. You know, it'd be cool. You know how you played as Vader through like the whole first level? Well, not first level, like the tutorial the level chunk, of yeah of uh, Force Unleashed. I do. Yes, I really that's enjoyed cool. That. What if you had like like legacy missions? Like each it, character had exactly. one short little power exactly. Game. That would be cool. There's also definitely going to be ways in the multi- Right. There's definitely going to be ways for you to play those heroes outside of the campaign. There's going to be a whole mode called Heroes versus Villains, okay. where it's like five on five. So that's all you play is it's heroes just, and right. villains. Sometimes right. They had that mode in Battlefront 2, the, the, the first, first Battlefront 2. And so, they also and it had was, it in it was Battlefront. Neat. The first EA Battlefront had heroes versus villains as well. Did it? It was okay. I you know with all the improvements they're making I'm hoping this one's going to be better so um I really did enjoy that that Vader part yeah fighting all the wookies and stuff it, do you know if there's any way to go back and just play that part over without having to start things over or do anything cuz I would enjoy to go back and play through that again honestly I don't know it's been forever since I, I played those games I beat the game and then I Tried to go on, mm-hmm. and it'll start. I think it'll start you back at the beginning, but it skips that part. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, now, what really bums me out about the reconfiguring of this game is our good buddy Jason over at Making Star Wars uh, this summer broke lots of cool story details about the visceral Star Wars game. Gotcha. And it was going to deal with this character named Dodger who... They called him that because he dodged the Imperial draft, basically. And so you were going to be sort of a... Sort of a DJ type guy, it sounds like. Don't join. Yeah, but sort of like a, a Han Solo type, too. Like almost a smuggler type. And the the story was that the Empire was going to be mining the remains of Alderaan for a super weapon. To build like a super weapon. Uh I think it was called like Project Tarkin or something. And the way it was going to work was I believe it was going to be a gas that when it got dropped on a planet basically turned everybody into living statues like Pompeii or something, right? And Jason spent a lot of time breaking it down and it sounded so cool and I was getting so excited. Well, clearly uh, that's most likely going to be out the door. How long was was it till the original said release date it was going to be next year okay. probably you know middle of the year n- probably no october novemberish kind of like oh, uh, like you. you know holiday season so did visceral just kaput or did they get bought out by somebody did it say ea said that they're shutting them down and reassigning all the employees to other studios of theirs ea has got a terrible track record of buying and shuttering studios i gotcha you know um, so they there's no way they would shuffle 
what's done of that game into another division or anything that mm. EA owns. No. They said they were going to use parts. Yeah, of it. Right. they're they they did say that they're going to take the work they've done so far and incorporate it into the new version. Right. So basically, they don't have to start over from ground zero. Right, but, but it's still going to be a while. The now, whole aspect of the game's probably not going to be the same. Mm. Or you think they may try to? Use it, kind of? No, I don't know. As far as the story and the writing and all that goes, I have no idea. They haven't. To me, what they said sounds more like video game assets, art, and environments, and character models, and things like that is what Sounds like we're starting over with what we got already. Mm -hmm. They got the the base. They need a new story, a new style. Right. Um, Now, we do have a Star Wars game in development at Respawn, which is the company that made the Titanfall games. Hmm. So that's somewhere in the pipeline as well. Who knows when we'll see that. I never really got into those games, but they were... I liked the mechanics of it. The The graphics and scenery were nice. Mm-hmm. It just didn't it, grab me. It was one of those games like For Honor and The Division that lost 90% of its player base like within the first month. Right. For Honor, I was kind of excited... And played that with you guys a few times, but it just didn't, yeah. it didn't grab me. I was getting my ass whooped way too easily. I got really good at it, but then people started figuring out exploits, and then they yeah. started only using one type of character, and that kills a game for me, you know? Um, it's just, it, it's a problem. I mean, there's a reason 90% of your player base quits. Like, there are reasons. Well, what I was going to say is know. that's honestly a problem with any online game now and it's it can be for a variety of reasons having exploits and and people that you know game the system is ex- absolutely one of them the other thing is is people have so many choices on what to move on to now you know yeah. like back in the day you could get halo 3 and there wouldn't be a big multiplayer shooter out for maybe a year oh, yeah, if you were sure. lucky and everybody was playing halo 3 sure. now halo 5 comes out and, you know, a huge number of its player base drops within a month. It just happens to everybody because... They just kind of lost me after 3. I, I enjoyed both 4 and 5. 3 was my favorite, though. But I know what you're o- saying. What about I enjoyed ODST 4 or, 5 or whatever? ODST yeah. was good, but it didn't have I a didn't, multiplayer. Yeah, it was only a right. campaign. That's right. It's Bungie, man. Bungie knows their shit. Like, Bungie Halo was the shit. 1, 2, and 3, though, I was all over. My first band... That they got me on Halo One, and we would go practice for an hour, maybe two hours, and then after practice, we'd rush in the house. We had two different rooms set up with four Xboxes, four TVs, so we had LAN parties like after every practice. It was, oh, that's what I'm talking. About. It was good times. It was fun. We just got done practicing. We were having some drinks, having having a good time, and having yelling at each time. other through the next room instead of <laughs> yelling at some. 12 year old over a headset you know we fun. used i enjoyed it the whole land at in the dorms so like halo comes out and i'm playing halo over the dorm like all you gotta do is jack into the ethernet and you can play over you know anybody in the door and everybody's playing like everybody in college was playing halo competitively it was my to, shit dude I used land to parties play with one guy that he destroyed us. I can't say I played with him, but he was ranked at one point like number seven in the nation oh, wow. on Halo One. Like it was ridiculous playing against him. He was 
Nice. He made it not fun for me, you know. Well, right. I was cool that he's seventh in the nation. Definitely played Halo with someone that made it not fun for me, but it wasn't because he was so good. It was because he's such a cockhead. <laughs> and not the good kind of Kia D cockhead. Are we talking like ex-roommate kind yeah. of cockhead? Yeah, oh, yeah, same. One in the same. Yeah. What the that. fuck, man? I was standing right there and you stole my kill, man. What the fuck, man? I feel like we played poker with him, too, on Monday night some. <laughs> and and he, he made it he, intolerable. Yes, he did. Did you notice For I stopped? everybody. You noticed I stopped coming to poker night? Oh, man. It's it was because so of him. so hard to remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. I kind of remember that being a thing. Where I was just like, no, nah, you can go. I don't want to But that's go. also not long after that's when it kind of dissolved, too. Yeah. Yeah, the dude. And he, he would just bet. He wouldn't have anything, and he would just bet you out, bet you out. And then you'd play. You knew he was doing it, so you played against him, and his shitty hand somehow ends up beating your pair of kings, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. made it not fun. What a dick. What a dick. Oh, I do not like that. So. Uh, oh, I don't like it. That's, uh, like I said, that's pretty much our, um, you know that dude always tries to get back in Will's good graces too. <laughs> he knows better than try with me. Right. Well, I also have him blocked everywhere, like <laughs> hardcore blocked. <clears throat> I hadn't seen him pop up in anything, luckily. All right. So, uh, like I said, we have got a bunch of voicemails and emails to get to, so why don't we do that now? And uh, you know how we do. The only Jedi master who can crash box Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead He's a big Syrian stud He loves to split chicks with his pud Kitty Cockhead To stroke his cone and suck on his balls Kitty Cockhead What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge But he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow Cockhead Boy, is that a good time. <coughs> All right. So who do we have up first? Um, up first, we've got our buddy from a galaxy far, far away. Uh, the good old J.D. Fett. Hey there, Halls and Wilt. This your favorite redneck boy, J.D. Fett. Man, I heard DeMarcus saying something about a certain point of view last week and yes he is correct that is a story about JD Fett he is one smart guy that DeMarcus I figured I'd read a little passage from this here story about JD Fett goes something like this easy furball pause where I can see him no need thrown down just yet still if you want to start something sure I can shift my gun a little move the braids where you can see him there you go. You like it? Take a good look. Friends of yours, maybe? 
Family? Smart critter. No reaction. Play it cool. Meanwhile, Solo plays for time. Same old song and dance. I'll pay you tomorrow for a charter I'm taking today. Garbage. He'll run at the first chance and I'll chase him down. Fine by me. The more I work, the more I'll make job of pay for the pirate's head. Not that I really have anything against a big slug. His money is just as good as anyone's. Better than most. But business is business and we know press advantage when we have it. Mama Fett didn't raise no food. Strictly speaking, my mama was a birthing pod. But you get the point. <laughs> yes, Mamma, I know. I'm reading this here story about J.D. Fett, Mamma. I know who raised me. Now be quiet. Yeah, I think that's enough for you today anyways. It's J.D. Fett. I want to say thanks to DeMarcus for recognizing me in that in that story. And for everybody else, that ain't about Boba. That's about J.D. A Certain Point of View. Great book. Catch you all later. <laughs> Man, I got to say, uh, it, I would have much preferred J.D. Fett read that portion of the audio book than fucking... Oh, look at my big dick swinging in my cotton pants, <laughs> John Ham, Fucking big damn ass dick, handsome looking motherfucker. Fucking hate John Ham. I hate you, John Ham. Why you hate John Ham? I just fucking hate him, Will. I'm sorry. It's something about his face. I just fucking hate him. I know I'm in the minority here. I know everybody is 10 feet up the ass of Mad Men. I just can't do it. I can't do it. Everybody's I, like, oh, but they drink old fashions. I got, I got, I need something more than just the fucking alcoholic drink. To you need more than that. In. You need more than that. There's no goddamn lasers or laser swords or Wookiees or fucking aliens or not even a wizard with a kick-ass beard and a staff and a lightning spell. There's just cool suits. That's about it. I don't you're even saying, like suits. You're uh, saying he's no Nathan Fillion. That's what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, no, not even. Not not even a Nathan Fillion. He's not even a uh, a Nathan Exploser, Explosion, whatever that gets. <laughs> Nathan Explosion. Nathan Explosion. He's not even oh. a, a Nathan. Dude, what if Nathan Lane. Explosion read that book? <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, Mama Vet no. didn't raise no fools. Fools. All right. I will say, on the book aspect, I've listened a little further in. There's some stories I really like. Others just annoy the piss out of me. I think we both feel the same way about the the Cantina Clue Horn Caper or whatever. Yes. That's I haven't. I've had so many podcasts to listen to that audiobooks are what I go to when my podcasts are are done. You, you know what I mean when right. I'm completely out of new. Right. Do you know what I'm kind pretty of much music? the same way. <clears throat> what were you saying, bud? Do you know. Do you know what kind of music the Moss Eisley Cantina band is playing? Yes, jizz. It's jizz. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's jizz. It's jizz. It's smooth jizz music. <laughs> smooth jizz. I've made it to some other story past that now, and there's I don't remember the basis of it, but there's a droid that keeps like rebooting or I don't know, and it's just it's one of those repetitive things like the girl talking about all the forms that they have to fill out and all right. that, you know. Yeah. Just kind of made me stop wanting to listen to it for a while. <clears throat> well, uh, our buddy JD mentioned our good friend Demarcus, and he is next up. 
with his voice message. Hey, Haas and Will, this is your buddy Demarcus, and oh my goodness, I I, I need to take a seat because I'm 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 quite literally dizzy right now. That trailer was fucking amazing. I didn't expect for it. Oh my god, the the moment where the finger his fingers on the trigger and just the the tension in his face. Oh my god, guys, uh, this is. Uh, I, I can't put it into words. <laughs> this trailer was so dope. Luke, Luke being genuinely scared fucking shitless seeing Ray's power. Oh my God. I, I can't take this. My heart can't take it right now. I'm literally going to sit down. Let me paint a picture for you before the trailer. Okay, so I'm just sitting here chilling. I'm refreshing Cinemark, the Cinemark website here and there. And I see the posters on the website. So I'm like, oh, cool. I go there. IMAX 3D tickets ready to go, waiting for me. I snatch up eight for the friends and family. And I'm just right there. I'm, I'm on freaking, I'm on cloud nine. And then, <laughs> oh, God, hold on. Let me collect myself. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. This is, I'm running <laughs> a little bit. I'm just too fucking excited. Um, okay, so where was I? Oh, yeah, so I get the tickets. I'm like, okay, let's do this. I was like, you know what? Let's do this. I throw on my Jedi robe I have. You know, I bring out the Force FX lightsaber, get myself a bottle of wine, and, um, and I just waited in anticipation, and good God, it was everything and more. I mean, gosh, guys, it, uh, I'm... I'm sorry. I, I, I I'm just too excited right now. <laughs> Jeez Louise, that was. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Man, all right. Well, <coughs> that's just my instant reaction, guys. I, uh, admittedly, after like three watches, I'm still, you know, on cloud nine. I'm gonna watch it. He's still no out of more times. But um, hey, I love you guys. You guys are the best Star Wars podcast by far. Oh. And um. May the force be with you, and may the force be with my heart, because I'm not sure if I'm going to wake up in the morning. Love you guys. Have a good one. Oh, and what are your thoughts? Not as if you guys haven't begun discussing this, but yeah, okay. I'm rambling. Have a good one, guys. Peace out from a fellow moisture farmer. Dude. That's so exciting. He was legit out of breath yes, so excited. Yes, he was. He was so excited. That's awesome. What's funny was um, he uh, he was texting me about like, oh, I just got my tickets. Or not, you know, like on Twitter. Um, being like, oh, I just got my tickets. Oh, I'm going to watch the trailer. And I was like, all right, this is what you do, buddy. Have yourself a glass of wine. And then you leave us a voicemail. And sure enough, right after the trailer came out, boop, boop, DeMarcus. So thanks, I feel buddy. like all of a sudden I'm not watching these trailers right. Like I, I <laughs> like I'm missing out. Like where's I need to get a Jedi robe and pull out my Force effects lightsaber and have a bottle of wine. Like that's that's watching the trailer right now. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> he definitely uh, is doing it right. And let me say, I definitely pulled out my Force FX lightsaber while I was watching the trailer. Did you really? I like that. Well, you know. From a certain point of view. Like that. Get the quota up a little bit. <laughs> it's a rookie numbers. You got to get those numbers up. <laughs> um, so what, um, 
So, yeah, DeMarcus, if you heard last episode, we definitely gave our thoughts on the trailer and stuff. But you know who we didn't hear from? It was our buddy Jeremy here. What would you think, buddy? I I liked it. I yeah, liked, I liked it, it a lot. quite a lot myself. There, there's a lot of little small things that, honestly, I didn't notice until I listened to you guys kind of break it down afterwards. Um, just like the, the old school ATAT being in there, I yeah. didn't notice that. I didn't notice the kind of like shredded... Uh, shins on the on the walkers there's a lot of little things but i i really really enjoyed the uh it it's leaving me asking a lot of questions yeah and and i think that's a good thing i know a lot of it's probably misleading like everyone said and they they did a good job though yeah dude that scene where like Snoke has Ray bent over backwards, and she's just kind of shaking there. Yeah, that one was really powerful it's to me. Intense, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when we were watching it, I was like, "We gotta go to the next scene. This is it's in too intense." Like having this pause. Yeah, man. Um, the one thing I'll say is, you know, a common complaint you hear when it comes to trailers for any movie nowadays is people being like, it gave too much away. Oh, yeah, yeah. You saw the whole damn movie in the trailer. I always hear all the good parts were in the trailer. Right. A lot of the funny movies, a lot of the funny movies. Yeah, comedies are real bad about it. I feel like the burners are in the trailer, so there's not that much funny stuff left afterwards. Um, I don't feel like that with this trailer so far, though. I will say that. No, no. Uh, I feel like I still have a lot of questions about this movie. There's a lot of people we haven't seen in the trailer, too. Like, yep. we didn't see Hux one time. No. No like, Hux, no DJ. Rose. No Rose, no Paige, no um, Lord Dern's character, Adm- Admiral Holdo. We hadn't you know, seen any of the... Uh, crap. The the troopers with the black stripes. The executioner, executioner. troopers? No, still no we, executioner and, stuff. They're hunting down Finn, apparently. They're, from yeah. what I read in something, they, they're they the ones they send out for uh, deserters. Right. I have a feeling we might see him face off with some of those, maybe leading up to that big showdown with Phasma. So we yeah. might see him yeah. take on a f- couple, couple uh, executioner troopers. At first, I was thinking they were going to be Phasma's hand. They could be. And if so, that's... That's pretty rad. Yeah, they could be like her, you know, her Elite. right and left hand, her version of the Praetorian Guards, basically, or something. Basically, but what really got me excited about having those type of troopers was really Rogue One, the Death Troopers. Like, I was excited about those dudes, and it was awesome to see them with Krennic and that stark color difference between them. The Yeah, like, between the white, yeah. the white of Krennic and the black Death Troopers. I wish they had done a little bit more with the Death Troopers in yeah. the movie. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. But, for sure. you know, what are you going to do? That first scene where they land and are mm-hmm. walking towards the Ursos. They look cool. There was also sort of it's an beautiful element too, that like, they seem to either cut out or not do in the movie where they have like a green light on their helmet yeah, yeah they do they, they didn't really do that very much in the movie the only time i can think they possibly did is when they were searching for jen when she was a child yeah and i don't think they really did it yeah. then not not much that's about the only time i could think that they would have used them i was excited to buy all of those black series toys though <laughs> yeah that's really when you first started getting into yeah. the black series yeah right a little bit before that yeah but once once those started coming out, I was I was pretty excited to hunt those down. Uh, I've almost bought that 
three pack that they have at Target just to get that one. <laughs> the it's, specialist or whatever. Yeah, with the, he's, he's just got get, the pauldron. Right. I still need to pick that up for my collection, but you know, so many black series, only I, so much money. I kind of like that uh, Target set they've done recently that's got 10 figures in it or whatever the three and three quarter uh-huh like yeah, it's those got are the cool. yoda and mm-hmm. there's a it's mall a, it's like a basically a jedi and sith yeah pack or that, something. and it comes with stands like mm-hmm. if it's that nice. if that one hit, hits clearance for half price or something at some point uh i'll probably pick that up that's pretty neat <clears throat> yeah now i guess it's just the wait for the international trailer which might have a little bit of Stuff we haven't seen in it yet, and uh, TV spots. But at a certain point, I'm going to tap out on TV spots. Yeah, for sure. Because they're going to show a ton. <clears throat> um, well, thanks for leaving us a message, Demarcus. Next up, we got a good buddy of ours, Steve D, the song songwriter of our generation. Here we go. Haas and Will, I just left G Money's house. Uh, went over there during that awful football game. I needed to watch the trailer with him. Uh, we watched the trailer like 17 times. Wow. Um, I'm officially in love with the film so far. We've seen about three minutes of footage. And, uh, yeah, I'm stiff. Anyway, a couple of quick observations. I know you guys have probably chewed through it throughout this whole podcast uh this episode dude first observation kylo's got that kick-ass looking carbon fiber scar cover but in the final scene of the trailer he doesn't have that scar cover what are we looking at there some clip together footage did the carbon fiber scar cover pop into everybody's head later what do you think there? Also, it looked like there was an X-Wing with some kind of super booster, some kind of fifth engine right in the right in the center of the uh, the rear side, the rear of the... Uh, I can't even talk. I'm so juiced. <laughs> oh, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Check that out. Looks like a fifth engine, some kind of super booster. Uh, wow. Oh, we heard Luke talk. Damn. Even more this time. Uh, I won't go on and on. I don't want to keep you too long. But jeesh. Oh, and another thing. It looked like an aerial shot. It kind of near the beginning of the trailer. Aerial shot of Kylo leading troopers into this, I don't know, cavern. It was from up high. It looks like there's some steam coming off some rocks. Dude, is that Mustafar? Is he walking into Vader's castle? Is that what we're seeing? That doesn't really feel like the room where those books are in. Those old Jedi books. Like he's on Achito. What do you think, dude? Oh, dude, so good. Ryan Johnson, episode 8. Under two months, baby. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. We made quota. <laughs> so, um, if I had to guess the whole... Um, carbon fiber bandage thing does its job at some point through the movie and I goes think it's away. a healing tape yeah, yeah that's what yeah. that's what yeah. I assume yeah. bringing the skin back together is just yeah. so I think you're seeing I think the carbon fiber are, stitches it's, yeah it's a bath uh 
bandage. Ba- yeah, ba- back to Band-Aid or some shit. How, I, so, you know, Band-Aid, the brand Band-Aid, has a deal with Star Wars. They do Star Wars Band-Aids and stuff. I have some. Oh, I know. It, I have a tin. Yeah, I know, because Will got me a tin. I don't have a tin. Mine's just like a... a- Cardboard box. No, Will got whatever. me limited edition Band-Aids. Son. Oh, hell yeah. It's got an X-Wing on it, son. You go, yeah, Force Awakens came oh, out, and I'm a chef, God. so you got to keep Band-Aids on. Yes, sir. And uh, for when you cut your stuff, and I was like, Star Wars Band-Aids? I'm going to have these in the chef box, and Hawes is going to have one. Um, They're missing out if they don't do a Band-Aid with that graphic on it, I think. Granted, how, I mean, would people realize that? that design of star wars like that carbon fiber sort right. of texture or they put that carbon fiber on there and then put like a you know the first order symbol in the middle or whatever yeah you know? something but they Marketing. they really need to get on that <laughs> it's not it's not art it's just like a checkerboard kind of hounds to um i think yeah so then the uh, the shot he's talking about looking down at kylo i think that's great personally it, I guess it could be Mustafar. I would be stoked if it was Mustafar. I was surprised to see Mustafar and fucking Rogue One. That was a huge surprise for yeah, me. Yeah. Um, and it would be really cool to see him back at Vader's castle with his obsession with Vader and stuff. Well, if if it's like, you know, right after him killing Han Solo, he retreats there, I don't know, to try to get some bad energy going because he's feeling bad about killing his pops it could be that i honestly think he's gonna go to snoke first um you just gotta think is there time for a quick trip to i guess there is if there's time time for a quick trip to maybe Mustafar snoke and, um, sends him yeah for some reason <clears throat> it'd be cool it would just also would be kind of odd to do Mustafar in two movies back to back. Like we already got surprised with Mustafar. So far apart. <clears throat> we got surprised with Mustafar and Rogue One. So it would be kind of weird if they were like, "Oh, remember when we surprised you with Mustafar I, last I time?" I think it was kind of cool Here though again. that that's one of the only planets they go to that they don't list where they're going or list where they're at. Yeah, yeah. That's odd to me though. I don't think any of the other Star Wars movies ever labeled what the planet was well it is odd and and you know i think that's something you're going to maybe see more of in like the spinoff movies or these things that are sort of left of center of what we're used to in star wars movies right and i think part of the reason they did it is because if you watch rogue one you change locations it feels like a lot damn near all the damn time right especially in the the beginning (laughs) especially in the beginning you know the planet they bust her out of is like a complete planet of its own. For just a few seconds. Yeah, you know? right. So I think that's part of the reason they do that, where they show the, the planet they're on, is because it moves they're around so, so much. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it is interesting that they didn't say Mustafar when that popped up. It was kind of like they slid it in as an ode to <clears throat> Star Wars fans. Yeah. All right, next up we have an email from our buddy Josh. Hey, Halls and Will. Just noticed something about the new trailer. Everyone. Okay, hold on. Just noticed something about the new trailer. Everyone is saying that the ending with Ray and Kylo is misdirection. I don't think so. When Ray talks, there's kind of an echo in her voice. Earlier in the trailer, Kylo has a voiceover where he says, Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. That's the only way to become what you are meant to be. When he says that, his voice has the exact same kind of. 
of Echo as when Ray says, I need someone to show me my place in all this. I think that Kylo's line is in response to Ray, or at least part of the same conversation. Looking to fearing, hearing you guys talk about the trailer. <clears throat> I still don't think she's talking to Kylo there. Um, I don't she think... She looks like she's sitting down. Yeah, and I, and I also, I think the giveaway is her outfit and the the state of his scar. I still kind of think he is talking to her, though, when he says, you've got to kill your past, or et cetera. Et cetera. Oh, yeah. I think that's I, him talking to her, for sure. I bet he's I, even looking at her holding his hand out. I really yeah. would love for it to be her telling that to Chewie. I think that would be an awesome moment. Her what if he's holding his hand out for his I don't mom? remember who said that, that that's what they thought or were hoping, but I I like that one. Yeah, if he's holding his hand out for Leia, that could be some heavy shit. That's a something I hadn't considered, Will, and now like I'm gonna be considering that. I hadn't considered that either. <clears throat> but you know, we'll see. I uh, it is interesting that he mentioned. You know, she has the the echo going on. It'll also be interesting to see if there was any audio manipulation of those lines to as far as like adding echo also like in the force awakens trailer, they edited Han Solo's it's true. All of it. Like it doesn't play out anything like it does in the actual movie. And Um, also don't, didn't they add, um, Luke Skywalker, you know, Luke saying you have that power too. Like, yeah, now that was, you have it. My sister has it. Right. That was made just for, um, you know, that trailer. They recorded it specifically for that trailer. Right, that's, but I'm saying it didn't appear in the movie. It sure didn't. And that's that was a little earlier because that was like, you know, the uh, April before the movie came out. I'm pretty convinced most of the lines and imagery we saw in this trailer will be in the final version of the movie. So I don't think we'll be running into like a Rogue One with that, especially considering there weren't so many reshoots uh, done on this as there were Rogue One, but we'll see. Uh, you know, not not long until we've got it all figured out. We'll not, know soon. Yep. <laughs> all right. Um, do you guys uh want to move on to the next voice message? Just from our buddy Richie from Boston. Yes. All righty. Well, let's hear what Richie had to say. What's up, Paws and Will? It's your buddy Richie. Guys, I got nothing. Like, okay, I got something because I'm leaving a voicemail. But, you know, I can't leave that typical excited jumping up and down voicemail that I've been doing because my mind is still blown. Like, kudos to Ryan Johnson. This dude fucking did his job. And I haven't even seen the movie yet. But just off that trailer, like... I'm not jumping up and down. A day later, as I record this, I'm still trying to process everything. That's fucking insane. Um, you know, just to, to get into a little bit, like, you know, the music, that was, I don't know if that was your typical trailer music. I mean, there was some depth to that. I mean, we're all Star Wars fans, so we can hear it, but, like, you got a keen ear, you can hear hints and cues to the Imperial March the whole time. And then 
changing the key to Kylo's theme and rolling it into the Imperial March like that, I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable, great job with the, with the trailer music, and then, you know, Kylo Ren himself, just from watching this trailer, I'm sold on the character, um, I, I gotta be honest, after The Force Awakens, I wasn't, and I, I had mentioned that several times, you know, that he seemed like too angsty and whiny and, and, and all that shit, but, I gotta tell you, you know, I wanted that sort of my alternate universe fan fiction kind of thing would have been like an able-bodied Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader instead of the guy in the suit. I think we're gonna get that in Kylo Ren, and that has me fucking pumped. Um, you know, even just, looks like he's, he's lost the mask and he doesn't give a fuck anymore. And that's, I don't know, like that's got me excited. And then the Ray thing, you know, at the end of the trailer, they show her being held up by Snoke, and then they show, um, you know, she's, she, Kylo reaching his hand out to her. My little bit of speculation, I think that's a force vision. Because if you notice, like, Kylo's got a bunch of embers and shit flying around him, and, and it's very dark, and, and it's sort of reminiscent of that burning of the Jedi Temple thing. What if that's part of Rey's temptation, and, 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 and this is Rey's Force vision? And, and I think that during this Force vision, as she sees everything that's going on, maybe, maybe in this vision Kylo's walking her through everything because she's being held captive by the First Order, and maybe that's when Rey finds out who her parents are. So it's not necessarily... Kylo himself holding his hand out to her. It's him holding his hand out to her during a force vision. What do you guys think about that? All right, I've talked enough. Take care. All righty. Uh, what do you think about that, Will? Why don't you start off on that one? Uh, uh, Richie from Boston is a music nerd. That's okay because I'm a music nerd too, but what he said was right. The theme, you know, the music in that trailer is awesome. Um, I, my mind is still blown from the trailer as well. I think that's a common sentiment that everybody's getting is that everyone's just like, what the hell? What could be happening? What is going on? Mind blown is, is the common denominator. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, I'll say this as I watch and think about the trailer, I'm getting a very fan fiction-y idea of the timeline in my head. And here's what I think happens. I don't think Ray leaves Octo to go help her friends like Luke goes to help in Empire Strikes Back, right? What I think happens is maybe towards the end of the second act, third, beginning of the third or something, Kylo and the First Order show up on Octu, shit goes south, and Rey leaves with Kylo. I think maybe he makes her some sort of offer she can't refuse. Then I think he takes her to Snoke's Mega Star Destroyer, and shit really goes south with Rey. And maybe that's the moment in the movie where Rey has her light side reaffirming moment. I think she, like I said last week, I think she will be tempted by the dark side, but I think she's sticking with the light side, at least in the end game. I can't see this movie ending with Ray being a bad guy. 
something about or you it. not knowing. Yeah. Right. And, and remember it, that after Empire Strikes Back was the biggest not knowing until, you know, Jedi. That's definitely true. That's I mean, you you bring up an ec- excellent point for sure. Um so, you know, it, it's something to keep in mind. I just have a feeling based on toys and stuff which I know necessarily isn't the best uh thing to use. Um that Ray will be on crate. I feel like the battle of crate is at the end. So I think maybe the Finn and phasma stuff lines up with him being on that mega star destroyer. And maybe he helps rescue Ray from Snoke or get her out of there. And then they go to crate participate in the battle. And hopefully damn ass Luke Skywalker is along for the ride somehow too. I just <laughs> have a feeling that the Ray and, and Snoke stuff is not necessarily. Um, that would be the know. second time Finn came to save Ray. I I don't know. I'm wondering if it's. I don't want to say accidental necessarily, but more in he's sent to this mission or ends up on the Mega Star Destroyer somehow, and. It just so happens Ray is there too. And he's like, holy shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he's on a mission there necessarily to rescue Ray. It just happens to be part of it. Do you think uh, Finn will ever be force sensitive? Uh, like a Jedi or something? I don't know. I would I would like that just because it would be another person to carry on the whole Jedi Order thing. But I don't think they're going that way. He did do really well with the lightsaber and that was kind of exciting to see a non-jedi non-sith wield a lightsaber and do it that well it was i mean he still lost but i think but, they attribute that to him having training with those first order like baton batons, weapons okay. so he's got some sort of melee weapon training when he first cocks the <coughs> elbows up oh. and lights it like i rewatched the mo- the mo- uh Force Awakens yesterday. Nice. And I got real excited at that part. And then when Ray does it a lot slower, I'm like, yes. Dude, just talking about that scene where she pulls the lightsaber to her hand and it starts playing that music gives me goosebumps. That may be my favorite moment in that movie. I could see Um, that. That is awesome. I love that part so much. She was fucking him up, too. He was so scared at that point, too. You could see it in his face. He was like, I just got fucked up son i will say when i like i love the movie the first however many viewings but i wasn't super sure about kylo or adam driver whether i liked him or not right the more i've watched it the more i like him and now that we've seen these trailers Mm -hmm. and kind of have a little more feel of him and what's going on yeah i like him more when i go back and watch the force awakens cool i think um I think The Last Jedi will do a lot for people that weren't completely sold on Kylo. I think it will make him a more menacing villain, like, right. as any good sequel should. I, I just don't see an outcome where they turn him back to the light side in this movie. You know, if that's his ultimate destiny, I can see it. I'm going to stand firm in my belief that it has to be, he has to sacrifice himself to be quote-unquote redeemed or whatever the fuck you want to call it i think um, we'll see some battle with his thoughts and emotions this oh yeah movie, i think though. i think that as since they established that in the force awakens when he's talking to the darth vader helmet when he says 
I feel the the pull to the light side. Like I think that's an established thing about his character is that you know he is he's not necessarily steadfast in his devotion to the dark side yet. I will um, say I don't think I really ever noticed it till the last viewing I did yesterday. But when him and Han are standing on the plank and Finn and Ray run in and the light shining, you can see he's having some real like battles going on in his head. Oh yeah. Of what to do and where he's at, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when that light fade like he's starting to tear up and stuff and then yeah. when the sun fades, it all goes red. Yeah. Like you see it in him. I'd never really put all that together before. And that's pretty powerful. Yeah. No. <laughs> Absolutely. <coughs> I know it's a cheesy 90s TV series premise, but if, like, Kylo Ren quit being a Sith, like, was so conflicted and just went on, like, a vagrant wandering path, did, like, small deeds to try to make up for his past. So, that'd that, be cool. I, you know, I agree with that. And I've often wondered, like, what if he does survive episode nine? And goes back to the light side. And what if he decides to go in like an act of penance, like Will says, wander the galaxy, sort of like Kang Kung Fu, Kane Kung Fu Master style, right. find himself. Or Bruce Banner, or. Right. You know, and then. What was it? Lorenzo Lamas, the. Uh, or Bruce Wayne. or something. Yeah, you know, like, yep. and go, like Will said, do deeds around the galaxy like be a Jedi around go around the galaxy and then let's say you know in a few years or maybe even not a few years episode 10 rolls around and it's several years later and he returns from that that could be a cool sort of storyline element I'm it's, just saying it's kind of fan fiction-y I think it is. oh it is but, but yeah. a lot but of I what like I, it yeah. I like it you know I think that would be kind of cool it could like be I said cool. I know it's a 90s TV show or oh, like it, a cheesy uh, anime uh, or something shit. but I'd watch it. <coughs> All right. So before, before we move on, I will say I, I want to give love to Richie from Boston. I always enjoy his uh, voicemails. Oh, yeah. yeah. He brings the pain, brings the fire. All right. Next up, we got our buddy Peter with an email. What's up, fellas? I haven't written in a while because I've been training for my second 50-mile race in March. Ooh. Wow. 50 miles? Running or biking? What? I think he's. I think this man is running. We we need him to write back in and tell us whether it's bicycle or running. He didn't say marathon, or simple run. He said, did he say race? It's a fifty a fifty F- mile race. He said race, fifty mile race. Maybe it's like uh, who knows? Oof, that's crazy. Either way, fifty maybe, miles. Maybe it's go karts. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, maybe it's maybe it's may, razors. Maybe it's unicycles. <laughs> Could you imagine riding fifty miles on a unicycle? Oh, that would God. suck. My balls, My balls hurt so weeks. bad. Oh, Will and I both went there. My uh, ass. But oh, yeah, oh, you would have to put some kind of protective covering you, over unicycle the swamp ass. That's the next level. I shit. can't even ride a bicycle, much less a, a unicycle. Jesus. Uh, but I figured this trailer was a good time to break from training. After watching that trailer, I don't know what to think anymore. I watched it over and over, trying to wrap my mind around what I was seeing and hearing. It was like an overload to the senses. Holy crap, just thinking about it makes my head spin. I don't know where to start other than with Luke's feeling legitimately terrified by Ray's force abilities and that he seems completely on edge and unsure of himself through the trailer. (coughs) Secondly... 
I'm pretty sure that Poe's line, we are the spark that'll light the fire, that'll burn down the First Order, or burn the First Order down, is one of the most badass lines I've ever heard in a Star Wars movie. That pretty much, that's pretty much how you pump up your squadron to kick some ass. Then cutting to his modified X-Wing gunning straight for the Star Destroyers like a one-man wrecking ball. Third, Phasma and Finn's fight look like it looks like it's going to be pretty epic, along with the fact that Phasma armor, Phasma's armor looks better than ever. After reading the Phasma novel, they really didn't do her justice in The Force Awakens, and that looks like it's going to change in The Last Jedi. Probably the scene that got me mo- the most reaction out of every Star Wars fan was Kylo pretty much crazy training through the... Re- what? Crazy training through the Resistance to destroy the ship Leia is on, and at that moment, they fill each other through the Force. You can see the heartbreak and sadness on her face. I really hope this doesn't happen, but I'm not ruling anything out at this point. Snoke's dialogue and the way it's delivered makes him sound like a maniacal madman that sends a chill through you to the bone. I'm not sure there will ever be a better motion capture actor than Andy Serkis ever again. Don't even get me started on that final shot either. I can't even right now. If the movie is is half as exciting as the trailer, it'll be well worth it. Hallelujah, holy shit, where's the Tylenol? <laughs> and that's our uh, buddy Peter. Oh, like that! So, uh, yeah, Pete, Peter is quite excited. Um, man, I do like that Poe. Uh, that Poe line is pretty badass. It's it's been pretty awesome with Poe. Uh, wait, you did say Poe, didn't you? Mm-hmm. There, there's certain scenes that I've seen for Finn too that have made me more excited about him. Yeah, yeah. I think I think everybody's gonna really bring it in this one. He was so wishy-washy and wanting to run until that you know last bit, and. When he, you know, came to save the day for Ray, like he was, he was a badass. I kind of feel like, well, they've kind of said in some articles and stuff that maybe that whole wanting to leave the resistance is going to be a thing again for him. But to me, that sounds more like, you know, Han Solo, he, and Empire, he's all the time talking about, I got to get the fuck yeah, out yeah, of here. Oh, dude, money. So <laughs> you know. I could see them incorporating some of that. In with him, and you think about like him with Poe's leather jacket on, he kind of has a bit of a Han Solo ish kind of look to him, you know. Yeah, yeah. You got anything to add to that, buddy? No, you guys covered it sufficiently. All right. There's a lot of points in all these emails, and I can't keep up with all of them. I mean, you know, I, I just like Question hearing people's... Uh, I mean, there wasn't really any questions. It was just sort yeah, of his his thoughts about the trailer, which I love hearing. So, Back to back to what Richie said, because I didn't get to fill in on that. The music part, mm-hmm. I dug a lot. It Me is too. very dark and kind of doomy. I think it could be f- final music from the movie. Because it could be. The movie's done at this point. It could so. be, and they just kind of <coughs> synced it up together, mm-hmm. mixed it up together, you know, to make a solid thing. All right. Um, next up, we have uh, a voice. I think this might be his first voice message into the podcast. It's my buddy Eric, who I had the wonderful pleasure of meeting at Star Wars Celebration at the Making Star Wars Party. And this dude, this dude is a solid dude. So let's hear what he has to say. Hello, Haas and Will. This is Eric in Minnesota. And 
longtime listener. First time getting in touch with you guys. Follow you guys all the time. Love your show. So I was last week listening to you guys in King Tom, and there was a question that I had following that conversation. I started out doing a lot of the books and the comics and riddles and all of that, and slowly but surely have fallen off the wagon from being a completist with the canon to just picking up stuff that interests me. So I'm kind of creating my own extended universe. Given that, um, are you guys completionists? If not, what have you picked up, read, watched that you consider your own personal canon moving forward? Okay, thanks so much. May the Force be with you always. Right on. Thanks for uh, sending in a message, Eric. Sorry to... You know what, Eric? Speaking of races, Eric's a big fan of the Run Disney marathons. Oh, that's cool. And they canceled them shits this week, so he's real bummed. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, Yeah, so... Personally, when they reset the canon and everything, I was like, time to take it all in. I'm going to read everything. I got the books the day they came out. I read them as quickly as possible. Same thing with the comics. I was all over the comics. Will and I would get together and just sit at the table and read comics together. That's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Walter would jump up on Will's shoulder. All about it. But much like Eric, you know, some of that stuff lost me. Uh, I, for the most part, don't check out the comics anymore. I have been reading the newest Vader series. I guess the second volume of Vader or whatever. Uh, and, and I'm quite enjoying that, so that's a good one. Um, especially if you want a little in-between episode three and four, but m- closer to, like, it picks up right after the end of episode three. So, if you're interested in that sort of time period, as far as Vader's concerned, it's a good read. Um, I'm still trying my best to stay up to date with the novels. I get the audio books and listen to them when I can. Um, and... It, the the thing is is like there's always going to be ones that I'm more interested in just based on premise so for instance um you know when bloodline came out like I got through that I listened to the whole audiobook in like a day and a half got through it real quick I got through it pretty quick too that <clears> one was good um, because that was sort of a story that I was really interested in and and seeing where they were going to go with it um I went through the Palpatine Vader one really quick. I really like yeah. that Lords of the Sith one. I really good. liked Dark Disciple. Yeah. The that, that one Voss. And... I've got it downloaded, but I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, you gotta. I it's... really enjoyed the Phasma book, though. It mm-hmm. was good. Phasma was good. Um, I really want to get into the Leia one. That's going to be my next, av- the new Leia one, Princess of Alderaan. I've thought about kind of pausing on from a certain point of view and go into that one go into that yeah i hear it's really good so i can't wait i love the author chris um is it christy golden no right fuck no no what's her name i really like the cover art for it i'll say that um i'm trying to look at it <laughs> man what is her name is it christy golden why am i having such what, a what are we looking up again 
Um, why am I having oh, such a author. brain fart? Yeah. Claudia Gray. Claudia, Claudia Gray. Gray. She is a damn ass gift to Star Wars canon because she did Lost Stars, which was really good. Yes, that she was did, good. <clears throat> she did uh, Bloodline, and now she's done this new Leia book. So she's got a really good author um, name too. Yes, she's going to be at Pensacon name. this uh, this year. That's so cool. If Jesse and I go to Pensacon. I will definitely be. Stopping and getting her to autograph a couple of books. Yep. So if you don't have the paperback, definitely go get it for that. Oh no, I have I have the hardback of a couple of hers. I gotcha. Um, so we'll get to you last, Jeremy, because I feel like you're kind of in a new, unique situation. So I kind of want to get a little in depth on what you feel about this canon stuff. Will okay. I mean I know the answer, but for an- listeners, like how much invested in the ancillary material that isn't movies and stuff uh, are you typically um i'm typically not 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 these days but uh in the past i read uh, this crazy universe story about what the the son of the emperor oh, or some, those are the triclops yeah the i, I read that Darth Vader. and the glove yeah that shook me from reading from going into the <laughs> eu because I was like, this shit is crazy. I'm not reading any more of this Star Wars bullshit. Like, that's not what happens after. This is fucking crazy. I'm not reading any of these fucking books. Like, so, the but one... I did like the omnibus, the Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, the old school, the Odaner, and all that stuff. Like, in my mind, I have to keep telling myself that that's not uh, Star Wars canon anymore. Yeah, because I just considered, you know, it was. <laughs> It, it, you know, I'm fascinated by. It. I always want to know the backstory. In Halo, I want to know about the forerunners, and the you know, and I want to know where the story came from. So, like the tales of Jedi when they were first being formed in the hyperspace wars and all that shit was awesome. You know, for me. Yeah. Now, you, I don't feel like because you don't read the comics and stuff and the books that you're really missing out on all that. I feel like I do a pretty good job of cluing you oh, in you keep me i mean you're the reason i know any of that and and i think that's the good like read what you're interested in what you like and anything else that's what wikipedia is for yeah, and or, you can ask questions yeah. yeah and you know there's i'll ask you about me, a book spent hours on wikipedia. download it so that's what i would say um now jeremy um so you sort of dipped your toe into the Star Wars. Ex- what do you call it? It's not Legends. It's not EU anymore. The the books and shit. You right. t- dipped your toes into the books and shit. I dipped my recently. toes into the books and shit. How do you like them so far? How, how have you found like that of taking the enjoyment of the franchise further than just the movies and stuff? Well, I I travel a lot for work, so mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time in the car. And if I get through podcasts and I got long drives, I'll go to the books. And I didn't do any of the EU stuff. I don't know anything about it. I've never done any of the comics. But the books, I'll always ask you first. And mm-hmm. if you tell me it's a good read, I'll check it out. And I've enjoyed a lot of it. Yeah. And, you know, being steered off from the ones that I probably would get lost in mm-hmm. has been nice, you know. Because, mm-hmm. like, right now where I am with... Uh, from a certain point of view, kind of, eh. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna finish it. There's definitely I will stories further down that I'm really interested in. Um, and then I'll sort of make my judgment. As as far as I'm in the book right now, I've enjoyed all the stories except maybe a couple. Um, and one of those that I didn't enjoy was Boba Fett. So yeah, Does, bummer. So 
when Luke goes back to Ben's hut, he finds a diary, right? Yes, in the comics, yes. And that's how he builds his lightsaber, right? I think that's... I don't know that they established that yet, but I I think that's probably safe to assume that there's some that, sort of... So is that canon? Because I would love to read that book. I want to oh, read yeah. the diaries of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like. Well, you know they've done... So he finds it pretty early on in the Marvel Star Wars series, and then every now and then they do a one-off issue that is from that diary that's telling a story of, like, Obi-Wan's adventures and stuff. I mean, that would be kind of cool for an Obi-Wan standalone film. Yeah. To be yeah. from the diary of Obi-Wan. For sure. Because um, then they can recast him as a certain age range. Like, that could be that could be The Kenobi rad. Chronicles. The yeah. Kenobi Chronicles of Star Wars story. All right. So next up on the email chalking chalking chopping blocks our buddy Chris Lilly Halls Will and or any fine guests this week. I finally reached my new du- duty station in Saudi Arabia and have begun to settle in just in time to catch the last Jedi theatrical trailer. In some form or fashion, Star Wars always seems to come around and help me out during some rough transitions in my life. This email may be too late for tomorrow's episode where you all will deep dive on the trailer, but I just wanted to draw attention to one thing that might not be talked about. The music. Is it not amazing? The bit of music when Luke says, I've seen this raw strength before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Gives you goosebumps and makes your tears well up in your eyes. I'm pretty sure it's John Williams' score. That guy is brilliant. I'm hoping to go on pass and take a flight to Abu Dhabi or Dubai to catch the movie when it comes out as there are no theaters in this country and media is highly scrutinized by the Saudi government. If not, I'm hoping to see it in theaters when I come home in late January when my second son is born. Also, you guys should put a disclaimer on your podcast that listening to it while lifting heavy weights may cause serious injury (laughs) or death. I was listening to episode 118, oh, I like that, when I was doing cleans and overheard presses, overhead presses in the gym. I pretty much dropped my fucking barbell out of laughter every time I heard Hall's Halls's cleverly inserted sound clip. Blue Harvest is always and will always be my all-time favorite podcast to listen to, and I can't thank you guys enough for the quality and quantity of Star Wars content that you provide. Have a w- great weekend, guys. Oh, thanks, buddy. And hey, oh man, take care of yourself out there. Yeah, um, dude. And uh, yeah, dude, do you know how badass, I'm kind of talking directly to him, it would be for you to go over to Abu Dhabi and watch the movie when The Force Awakens was fucking filmed in Abu Dhabi? Oh, I like that! That would be pretty badass, my dude. Um, yeah, we were talking, it's funny, talking about the music a little this episode and I agree with him. I think that there's a very high chance that that music is um, from the final movie. Um, totally agree. I I had an interesting experience with the Force Awakens uh, soundtrack, where I was so excited. I was so glad they got John Williams to to come back. Then I went and saw the movie, and really the only thing that stuck with me was Ray's theme, and I was a little bummed at first. I was like, the the soundtrack didn't really do it for me. And then I bought the soundtrack and started listening to it separate from the movie. And then in that time period where I'm going to see The Force Awakens all the damn time and listening to the soundtrack, 
I really began to appreciate it and think right. it's really great. That's cool. um, still, not necessarily my favorite, um, but I still quite enjoy that soundtrack. So I'm looking forward to what uh, old John Williams has for us this time around. Old damn-ass John Williams. Old damn-ass John Williams. <clears throat> All right. So, we have quite a few more emails and whatnot. We're going to get to just a couple more and then save the rest for next week. And, of course, you guys keep sending them in. You know we'll get to them. You know this, man. Uh, Next up, we have a voicemail from our buddy, Jonathan. Hey, Haas and Will. Uh, I've been thinking about this Last Jedi trailer. And when Snoke refers to when he first saw them or a person and he says about raw power and how it was special um you know a lot of people probably thinking he's referring to kylo but i think he may be referring to ray and i'm starting to wonder if he's the one that dumped her off on jakku um i think snoke is snoke i don't think he's anybody from the prequels i don't i don't uh, play those mike zero bullshit theories <laughs> Um, I think he's just somebody from the outside of the galaxy, perhaps like a non-lame Yu Zhang Vong or something. But um, I'm just wondering to see what you guys think. If you think that you know Snoke was referring to Ray in that trailer, and if he's the one that maybe dumped her off on Jakku. Um, all right, guys, keep up the great podcasting, and may the Force be with you. Yeah, when we were talking about it last week, I definitely think it's a possibility. And if it is him talking to Ray, then that shit is a very interesting. What if it's him talking to Luke? Ooh, I don't I see, know I that. Don't, that's been I don't see how that said. fits. I, you I know, know, but it would be interesting. I am so anxious to hear Snoke's backstory. I don't think we're going to get a ton of it in this movie. But I want to know how, how, how he do what he do. I want to know like how involved he's been in previous events. Like I know there's a part in the novel where he mentions that he saw the rise of the republic or the fall of the republic, the rise of the empire, and the downfall of the Sith and stuff. So. Was that and it, if the in what I feel to be true, if if this sort of um, thing is what's going on, where he came from, the um, whatever they call it, the outer regions or uh, the unknown regions, like outside of the galaxy, um, what's up with that? You know, like there's just so much to think about. I think the the concept of him having known about Ray or maybe even dropped her off on Jakku is kind of interesting. I think it's a real interesting theory to sort of mull around in your head. Um, uh, I just don't know. The one thing is, is wouldn't he keep her close? You know, like wouldn't he want to keep her close and try to influence her with the dark side and bring her into the fold? Um, or was the timing not right? You know, I don't know yeah. how that part of it works out. What do you think, Will? I yeah, I'm I'm just curious, but um, you know, because he talks to Kylo about the awakening. Have you felt it? You know, and why wouldn't he pluck her from the planet when the time was right? Unless, 
Unless that's all part of the scheme, you know, she has to get off the planet on her own. Yeah, I just don't see why he, if if he did find her, why would, I don't see. It's a backup, keeping her in the back pocket in case Kylo doesn't work out, or, yeah, you know. Maybe, maybe. As slaying Kylo, uh, you know, creating the best training dummy there is yeah. by creating, you know, someone for you to kill to take your place. I kind of think maybe if he is talking to Ray, like since I found you raw and limited power and stuff, maybe she was put there to hide her from Snoke. Like maybe Snoke didn't drop her off. Maybe someone was like, we have to keep her away from this guy or shit's going to be bad. You know, um, it could be very, uh, who knows? <sighs> The other thing that always makes me wonder if it's even going to be a thing, right? So, you guys are familiar with Lore Santeca, right? He's Max von Sydow's character at the beginning of The Force Awakens. He's the one that has the piece of the map to Luke. He is part of this organization called the Church of the Force. They're not like Force users. They're not like Jedi, but they study and follow the tenets of the Force, right? But I will say this, it's been in the last two movies running. Right. The idea of like not Jedi but following the force. You mean yeah. you mean? Cause, like, um, like with Chirrut. Yeah, because they, yeah, they, Chirrut they, is they what were, I mean. They were something else. They were the guardians of the wills. Yeah. But a similar concept. It's all you kind know. of related. Yeah, exactly. Will is to exactly the, right, is to what the I'm saying. Myth of the Jedi, let's say. <laughs> you know. The church of the force aspect. Yeah, absolutely. Is he, he was a monk. But is Lor Santeca being on Jakku just a coincidence with the whole in relation to the whole Ray thing? Kind of like Luke with Ben, right? Or was he there watching over her, or did he know she? See, that's something that I wonder if there is any connection, or if it's just going to end up being a coincidence in the end. Like, I don't really think we're going to get much more about Lor Santeca. I really liked his character. I wish mm-hmm. there was a little bit more of him. Me too. Me too. Um, it'll be interesting to see, though. Uh, I want to see Maz Kanata again. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to. It sounds, from the um, Empire and Vanity Fair articles and stuff, It's Ryan Johnson has made it sound like she's not in it a ton, but what she's what part she does play in it is really cool. Oh, speaking of which, speaking of Maz Kanata, y'all want to know, I know I say it all the time, that you shouldn't go buy toys with trying to figure things out. Right. Her three and three quarter inch figure that's coming out has a jetpack. Huh. Now, there's <laughs> there's always, always the possibility that's just something they add in for play value or whatever. Do you think it's these normal, like, three and three-quarter packages that come with that crazy accessory? If it's that, I'm not worried about it. See, that's the thing. They haven't been doing that, though. Like, they did that for The Force Awakens where it came with the stupid little things that you can combine. You had to buy three figures, and it came with the three different parts, and you combined it into something stupid. They haven't been doing that with the Last Jedi toys, though. Like, if you look at those, they come with just what seems well, to be their normal accessories. The two packs. That's but <laughs> um the two packs the Boba Fett comes with the like crazy flame thrower deal or whatever. 
No, no. The Boba Fett armor-up figures. Once again, those were Force Awakens. The two-pack for Boba and, and Han? Han? No, he just comes with his jetpack and his rifle. Han comes with his gun. Um, it's just something to keep in mind. I may have to take a picture and send to you when I get home. Oh, I mean, I've, I've got the toy right in the Star Wars room. I might even I have a like, picture on my phone. I feel like it's got something more to it. It's like an added jetpack in the back and then something that goes on his arms. I feel like you might be thinking of... The only Boba Fett I have is the one with him and Han. Um, <clears throat> so I'm looking at it and it does come... Maybe you're right. It's got. He's got a flamethrower, yeah, though. Yeah, both arms. Hmm. Um, it's kind of like wonky like the the ones that came with the last uh the hmm. force awakens stuff you know well like i said it could just be added play value stuff in the maz kanata figure but in the single packed three and three quarter inch figures they haven't really been doing that yet like you know chewy came with a porg well right. chewy hangs out with porgs right um so we'll see uh just something to keep in mind maybe maz kanata is going to be whipping around on a jetpack that's the same pack I showed you. The Han had two different color boots. One was a brown and one was black. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of weird. Way to go, Hasbro, with that quality <laughs> control there. All right. What do you guys say we do one email and one voicemail, and then we will call this a night? All right. First up, we got an email from our good buddy, good buddy, good buddy, Brad Love. Hey, guys. So I've listened to about... Oop, 10 to 15,000 trailer reactions so far. What? No one has mentioned Ray's lightsaber effects effect when she ignites it at all like the 20 at like the 22 second mark. It looks very similar to the New Hope effect more so than it does TFA. Do you guys think this is a choice Ryan made for the film or just a little thing for the trailer? Since everything in the film is now real sets, practical effects, is it possible that they may have made an old style saber for some of the scenes in the film? Love to hear your thoughts. May the force be with you. Brad, love. Um, I know what he's talking about. And I think we kind of talked about it last week where I think part of the reason it looks the way it does is because um, I think it's the lighting of the scene. It's bright outside. It's against the blue background. Um, but that Disney Parks exclusive like Black Series style lightsaber, mm -hmm. the blade's almost white. I don't think her I've seen some people be like, she, her lightsaber turns white in this shit. I don't think so. Okay. I it's think just, it's still going to be blue. Some of the things I've seen, it does kind of look like that. Because there's Maybe other... Maybe it's a lighter color blue. I don't know. I think it's just the effect you're seeing. In that in, lighting. Yeah. I get that. I get um, that makes sense. Now, what's cool about the, the movies this time around, I know um, on set, the way they film lightsabers now, for instance, during um, the Ray Finn, Kylo fight in The Force Awakens, they're basically using high-end Force effects sabers. Like, they actually light up and stuff on set, and it's because it allows them to do, like, the scenes where the blade is actually casting light on someone. Right. Uh, and I think, you know... They, you know, it, that'll be something that's kind of interesting because the blue of that saber is so damn vivid 
in The Force Awakens. Yeah. But I I think it's a combination of style choice by uh And we always JJ. see it kind of not in the dark, but muted lighting yeah. even. You know, under the trees not, in the snow. Right. You know. It's not super brightly lit like Octo. Right. Um but it would it, it will be interesting to see if there are some sort of stylistic differences based on the directors. Yeah. Um <coughs> But yeah. Will uh you know what I watched last night? Um What's that? The beginning, the Phantom Menace documentary. Have you ever seen that? The I'm sure of- I have. There's this awesome scene where they bring a case of lightsaber handles to Ewan McGregor. Like he's in the studio practicing with Ray Park, right? And Nick Gillard, the stunt coordinator from the from the prequel movies. Yeah. And they like the props department shows up and he's like, Oh, today's the day. And they open that shit and it's just a foam lined case filled with lightsaber hilts and they're like, Pick it out. What do you want to be? Obi Wan's lightsaber. That's awesome. Oh my god. And the oh. look on Ewan's face is the look we would have. Like right. Christmas. But, man, that's a good documentary. Next time you got uh, some free minutes, Will, you should look it up. It's on the Star Wars YouTube page. Choose okay. wisely. And it's, uh, it's a good little documentary. Oh, man. Ewan's got Star Wars in his blood. He do, he do, he do. Ooh, his uncle is Wedge Antilles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who refused to be in the sequel trilogy because they weren't going to give him a big enough part or whatever. Bummer. Come on, Danny Lawson. <clears throat> All right. So we are going to end the show tonight with a voicemail from the one and only Soar's Bandine. And we will hear what this lovable dude has to say. Rose. Hello. <laughs> this is Soar's Bandine. That came in real Came in hot. Now, I've had quite an eventful week. Martha has decided that I've got to work a couple of days a week in the shop. She said, Sauce, your cholesterol is far too high. Your blood pressure's off the charts. You can't be gallivanting around the galaxy anymore, cracking skulls and doing dodgy deals. So you're going to have to be here a couple of days a week where I can keep my eye on you. Oh, hang on a tick. i just got to get this. I love when he gets a phone call. Hello? Galactic Carnations, how may I help you? Of course you could order some flowers. Would you like plain or self-raising? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Oh. Anyway... Yeah, so she's got me pulling a double shift in the bloody flower shop. Oh, hang on. Let me get this one. Galactic Carnations, how may I help you? What's the occasion? Blooming hell. That sounds terrible. Oh, dear. So what would you like, my love? No, no, no. We don't have any black flowers. I appreciate he uh, likes black, but how about some nice whites, reds, pinks, blues, you know, some carnations, hyacinths, lilies, roses, alright, alright, okay. Uh, What what would you like to say in the cards? Dear 
Kylo Ren. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that you got your ass handed to you by a girl on her first day as a Jedi. Get well soon, Hux. Is, is Hux the first <laughs> name or second name? General Hux. All right, that's uh, nice and personal. Do you want any hugs and kisses on the card? All right, all right, all right, fair enough. No problem. Sorry? They'll be over in a lily bit. <laughs> all right, ta -ra. All right, so uh, where was I? Oh, <laughs> hang on. Electric carnations, how may I help you? Uh, okay. What would you like, my dear? Daffodils and water lilies. Alright. What, what do you want to say on the card? Congratulations for being under the thumb. Let me know when you get your balls back from your missus. Hugs and kisses, Kit Fisto. Fisto! <laughs> when I get my hands on you, you're a dead man. Do you hear me, you fucking mug? You're a dead man. Alright, I'll leave you to it. ta -ra, you bunch of mugs. You bunch of mugs. <sighs> Kit Fisto and, um, and Soar's Bandeem are like uh, Bart Simpson and Moe, apparently. <laughs> Do you know how stoked I would be? Like Dennis and Mr. Wilson. Right? Do you know how stoked I would be to call into a flower shop and that grumpy bastard took my order? <laughs> Just call up Galactic Carnations. He did make yeah. me jump and look at my phone. I was like, I know I put that on mute. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a master of the mind theater, Soar's Bandine. I actually need to get in touch with Soar's and uh, ask him about something. That's a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Master of the Mind Center? Is that what it is? Master of the Mind Theater. Uh, theater. Soar's Bandim. You bunch of mugs. <laughs> Ta-ta. Ta-ra. Oh, man. Well, guys, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for listening. Thanks to everybody that sent in voicemails and wrote in. We've got quite a few left. We will continue working on those next week. Because damn, does it help us on the slower news weeks, man. We really appreciate you guys taking the time to send those in. If you got a little couple, few extra, extra minutes, how about you leave us a nice review on iTunes? That would be great. Uh, if you like our theme song, it's by Stoned Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Uh, Jeremy, why don't you tell the good listeners where they can follow you on social media? Space Barbarian on Instagram and what, SP Barbarian on Twitter. SP Barbarian on Twitter. You know what, guys? Keep knock, knock, knocking on Jeremy's wow. He's been interacting a little <laughs> more on Twitter. I dig that. I like seeing him get in the mix. Every once in a while. A little bit. Um, Will, I got to tell you, our buddy Rashad's... Um, girlfriend made spaghetti squash for him tonight and he tagged us in pictures of it on twitter uh oh you gotta check it out that shit looks awesome Words. that's Fire. cool so you should uh definitely check it out um anyway guys um we will see you next week until then this has been blue harvest i'm halls burkhart and i'm will witten jeremy may the force be with you 
May the force be with all of you. Oh, like that! May the force be with us.